Live from Tel Aviv, two nice Jewish boys, Aitzid Weinstein and Naor Mininger. So today we have with us Itamar Cohen. Hi, Itamar. How are you? Um, hi, I'm, I'm good. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Itamar, you're one of the leaders in the Midburn Festival here in Israel, and you are... Your official title is, which we just learned and translated, is the COO, with Chief of Operations there. Uh, yeah, indeed. I, I was part of the founding group, and uh, today I'm, I'm working as uh, one of um, Midburn staff in oh, the okay. NGO, the so, NPO, I'm sorry. So give us a little, like, uh, like one sentence, like the log line of, of Midburn. What, what is Midburn? Wow. In, is, in one word. In one... <laughs> it's so many things. <laughs> Um, in one word, I guess inspiration uh, would be the, the most uh, meaningful oh, n- not, one. Not orgy? <laughs> <laughs> that's part of, that's an, orgies are inspiring. <laughs> true, uh, true, true. Don't underestimate. Sorry, but wait, yeah. what is other, okay, so in more than one, in like a sentence, what is, what is Midburn? What is, first of all, like just practically speaking, what is, what is it? Well, practically speaking, Midburn is uh, sort of a platform. Mm-hmm. Um, where you can come and express yourself. Um, it's an event um, mm-hmm. where all the content, everything that happens during the event uh, are things that are created by the participants. Um, okay. So it's a place to express yourself and to feel free. Um, and to me personally, it's a place where you can connect with other people. But the meaning and and um, the main thing about Midburn is is it. It's different to each and every person. You'll ask 10 different people, what does Midburn mean to you? Or what is it all about? Uh, you'll get 10 different answers. Okay. That's interesting. Um, but it, it, is it directly connected to Burning Man, what is known as Burning Man in the States, or like refers to it? Um, are you officially well, connected to it? Mm, yeah, we are officially affiliated with Burning Man. So um, Burning Man... During 2004, um, they became larger and larger, and then they created what's called a regional network, uh, which first became um, a network of events inside the United States. Uh, but then it spread out to the world. So we are an official uh, regional event, and we are affiliated with Burning Man. Um, there is actually um, a summit in Stockholm in March that we're going to. Uh, which is the European Leadership Summit. It's basically uh, this kind of conference where all the European regional contexts gather and talk about Burning Man, Burn Culture, uh, etc. Nice. So Israel is actually one of the largest uh, international iterations of, of Burning Man, right? Yeah. Um, Israel, Midburn, in the course of of four years became the third largest burn in the world. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's also a question I ask myself how it grew so fast because um, I actually, I'm a numbers person, so I did the math. Um, and if Burning Man um, would be to the population of the United States, what Midburn is to the population of Israel, so Burning Man would be, um, instead of the 70,000 or so people it is now, in it would States. be, yeah, it would be about 350,000 people. Yeah, like oh uh, participant per capita. That's mm, what you're talking sort about, of, yeah. basically. 
Uh, and so like the same size as like Bernie Sanders supporters. Basically. <laughs> May, probably the same people too. <laughs> but um, so you, you, um, you're kind of like the extension of Burning Man in Israel. And you guys are supposed to this year take place in uh, May, April? Uh, May, uh, June, right? It's, it takes place on um, May 28th until June 2nd. So um, the previous events, there were only five days. And uh, this year we decided to um, extend the event to an extra day. So it's six days. Oh, uh, okay. Um, which we're very excited about because um, a lot of the, um, the comments that we hear is that you, you go through a process. So you, you climatize and you kind of settle in. And just before you know it, the event... Uh, finishes mm -hmm. so people wanted to uh, add an extra day and um, just as you get used to the to the elderly nudity <laughs> I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm sorry I'm, that's the last joke about nudity the, the question is asked that um, is this what you're searching in Midburn well I'm not judging you know I mean, I'm, I'm very I'm a very liberal uh, person when it comes to elderly nudity <laughs> But so in the states, actually, the dates I was reading are um, the the like they're they're um, flexible because it's the, the last the like, dates the dates oh. of the of the festival are the last Sunday of August to the first Monday. So technically, it could be like two weeks. It could be anywhere between one week and two weeks. No, right? no, no. It's always um, it's always seven nights, and uh, okay. the man burns on the uh, last Friday before Labor Day or something like that. Ah. But if we can start from scratch, because the man burns, you know, maybe people don't realize what that means. Mm -hmm. They may maybe some of our listeners think a man <laughs> is actually being burned <laughs> at the end of the. Hopefully not. Yeah, hopefully not. So can uh, okay. So let's let's explain. Let's discuss what, yeah, Burning Man history. Also history, yeah. Yeah, how did it start? Let's start with history. Okay, so um, Burning Man started basically with a man called Larry Harvey in uh, 1986. He decided to uh, go down to the beach, to Baker Beach in San Francisco, and burn a statue of a wooden man. Uh, there are different stories as to why he did it. Some say it was like the... Um, representation of his ex's new boyfriend or something like that. Um, um, in the official Burning Man website, it was uh, uh, because of um, summer solstice. The longest day of the summer it was uh, June 21. He's still with us? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still with us, uh, alive and kicking. His name again? Harvey? Larry Harvey. Larry Harvey. Yeah. Larry Harvey. Um, and he burned the statue of a man. And it was during the evening. Several people on the beach saw it. They ran up and say, "Hey, how are you?" And What's you just going burned on? the statue. Yeah. It was twenty people. And then the year later, wow. uh, they did it again, and a bunch of more people came. And then they did a sort of mini event, and it grew and grew until um, nineteen eighty nine. Uh, they were approximately eight thousand people on the beach, and the police said, "Okay, no." <laughs> um, so they uh, moved it the next year to the Black Rock Desert in Nevada and um, they did like a several days kind of event uh, the early days of Burning Man were really um, kind of uh, it was kind of an anarchy uh, and today Burning Man is an event of 70,000 people which is based on uh, 10 principles um, that speak of uh, gift giving of radical self-expression uh, radical inclusion um, yeah, they have really like 10, 10 principles, right? Which yeah. they kind so of he, by. So he was counting them. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I'm, 
actually i'm kind of embarrassed because <laughs> yeah it's hard I, to remember. i don't always remember remember all the right. 10 um yeah. Ten, honestly ten <laughs> yeah i don't remember the 10 commandments yeah. so it's okay yeah it's okay there are a few that i particularly try to forget like you yeah. know adultery and those you do every day those. yeah so but no but um there's actually 10 principles so it really is kind of a a, a belief system more than just an event I don't think it's a belief system because you don't have to believe. You have to uh, see the... It's a principle. It's okay. not a law. Yeah. So a principle is something that um, is open to interpretations. And that is what happens in most of the time. Um, a lot of people take the same principle and interpret it in another way. I think that's one of the nice things about uh, Burning Man, Midburn, Burn Culture, is that... Um, as I said before, you'll ask 10 different people, you'll receive uh, 10 different answers as to everything, like the meaning of why you burn the art or why you um, um, bring everything you need and you have no commerce. You ha you'll receive different answers. And I think that's the nice thing, that it's not a rule. It's mm -hmm. not set in stone. So what happens during the, the event in Nevada? How much does it cost to get to a ticket costs, by the way? To Burning Man? Yeah. I think it's $390, uh -huh. if I'm not mistaken. Right. Um, not everyone who wants to get in every year, probably. Uh, yeah, tickets are generally sold out in a matter of seconds once the uh, the sale starts. Right. Um, so basically what happens is you go inside the event. Um, some call it a festival, and that's fine. Uh you could put it on the on the table, no mm -hmm. problem. I can put the beer on the yeah, table. Yeah, I sure. don't want to make a noise. No, no, okay. no. It's fine. Okay. You can also eat strawberries. Okay. You know, it's our ten rules. No put problems. beers on tables. Eat the, strawberries. It's not a rule. The, it's the, a principle. The principle. It's a principle. The Sorry. strawberries are injected with LSD. <laughs> I will warn you. Ooh. But it actually, actually, they're not. You're you're bound <laughs> you're bound to be disappointed. So so don't believe. So okay. Oh, well. <laughs> so you get in, and what what happens? So all the content that is created is created by participants. So participants gather in groups um, called camps, and each camp um, may or may not suggest a gift, a certain service to the community. It can be something conventional, like, uh, for example, in Midburn, there's a camp called uh, Poi Camp, which um, what they do, they have, like, uh, every evening they do a big bowl of poike, which is kind of a traditional uh, Israeli stew. Uh, you come in uh, with your plate and you eat some poika. Uh, and they also have a jam session stage and it's like a nice place to hang out. Um, and another camp is called Lend a Friend. So they have a big dome and you enter the dome. There's a host and there's an aquarium of people, of friends. So the, ho the host asks you uh, several questions and then um, basically, um, how do you say, shidich? Shidduch, yeah. Matchmaking. Yeah, and good. Our audience mm -hmm. probably knows Shidduch. <laughs> yeah, better than matchmaking. And then uh, the host matches you with a friend, and they put a timer of 60 minutes on you. You go and you hang out with the, with your friend. Like and 60 after, minutes in heaven. Yeah. But, um, but, but friendly but, heaven. But yeah, for platonic uh, purposes. Sure. And they specifically mention it in, uh, yeah. in the entrance to the dome. Yeah. No, um, no sexual expression. Yeah. Not okay. during the 60 minutes. After that... Yeah, yeah, day. that is not the goal. You yeah. move to the orgy dome, and then after, 
and then <laughs> so okay so you have 60 seconds and you kind of just connect you have 60 minutes 60 and then, minutes yeah 60 ah. minutes and then after you can decide if you want to return the friend or uh you can go uh, and continue and hang out and in uh, burning man there's a camp called uh barbie death camp and wine bistro where um you go up to the camp they have a big rug filled with barbie and Ken i dolls. don't think you need to explain i think barbie steak what did you say barbie beef what was it called no. It's Barbie self, it's, Death Camp and Wine Bistro. Yeah, it's a self, it's self-explanatory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it makes it makes sense. No, Does I it? didn't. I, I no, didn't get it. No, no. <laughs> that, was, that was the joke. But anyway, sorry. Yeah, stop disturbing <laughs> our guest. Okay, so Barbie Barbie Beef. I want to learn this because it's Barbie Bistro. Barbie Bistro and no Barbie Death Camp and Wine Bistro. Barbie now now you're confusing me and yeah. Wine Bistro. Okay, I got it. So you go up to the camp, and yeah. they have a big rug filled with Barbie and Ken dolls. Yeah. Um, you pick one of the dolls. They have a big oven, and then oh you just God. you maim and and um, basically roast the doll in any way you want, and then they serve you Marlowe. That brings bad associations, I must say. Why? I think it's it's. I mean, come on. The idea is like you're destroying this like uh, social image of beauty, and then you're drinking to it. It's actually a camp run by Jews, and their slogan is "Plastic macht frei." <laughs> Oh plastic macht fa- oh wow okay so then i take back what i said <laughs> what you said immediately <laughs> it, does, it does have certain associations i mean you can't ignore wow. them that's that's rough that's yeah. rough that's rough but it's 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 uh it's strong i mean it drives a point home it drives a, drives a point home it gets your attention yeah also also you know uh, abe fuchsman is uh is at the door <laughs> suing burning man right now like you guys are about to get sued by Yad Vashem or something. Well, one of the things, it's, it's a very playful atmosphere. So everything is um, very light going, very, very easy going. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not something, not everything that happens in Midburn or Burning Man is like a very heavy artistic uh, saying yeah. or interpretation. Um, when, when there are also a lot of families in Midburn. Oh, yeah. And people yeah. of all ages. Yeah, people of all ages. Our oldest participant, if I'm not mistaken, is uh, 70, well, 80 this year, I think. Um, and there are a lot of family-oriented camps. Uh, so last year, uh, we had a camp, two years before, a camp called Shaduza. And one of the camp members, he built like an entire rig of amps. And he uh, walked around with a bass guitar and played like children's songs with his bass guitar. Um, wow. so there, it's, it's a very big, um, it's very inclusive. It's very inclusive. And there's a, there are a lot of things happening, um, yeah. tending to all ages groups, uh, whether if it's orgies that you've mentioned, uh, we'll two, get to three that. or we'll, 20 times, we'll yeah. get to that. We'll um, get to which is the thing that people like to mention because yeah. it's very juicy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, or if it's, um, a lot of other things, uh, yeah. people also build art installations. So last mm-hmm. year in Midburn, we had, um, a huge arc, Noah's yeah. arc, which was, um, I think 10 meters high and 80 meters, uh, long. Mm hmm. Um, and of course we burned it in the last night because oh, yeah. the concept is we didn't, I don't, I'm not sure we've been clear about it, that it, 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 the last, in the last day of the festival, you burn everything that you've built during the festival. Well, not everything, but yeah, we, we burn, um, uh, some of the arts. Um, why, why is that? Why is that? Um, to me, it's, um, 
it's a saying about about ego and about the importance of this thing that happens during this point of time. It's not like you go to uh, an art gallery and you see a painting on the wall. You're not supposed to touch it. You see who made it. In Midburn, um, it's sort of a gallery in the middle of the desert, but you won't see the name of the artist. And um, as opposed to conventional art galleries, um, in Midburn, the the main goal is to interact with art, to touch, to climb, right. to whatever. And it's not for posterity. It's not for, for future viewing or anything. It's not so that you can make your stamp on the world because it disappears at the end. Yeah, it disappears. It, it reminds me how in film school we studied about how the communists uh, loved um, cinema mm -hmm. because uh, the representation concept. Remember that? Or you were dozing. I don't think I was at that class. Right. Uh, <laughs> but surely you, were. you sat right next to me, but never mind. Um, so the thing was how how the communists, uh, they loved cinema because they opposed the kind of art that had the awe, like the the, the, the uh, hila, the aura. The aura. 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 Um, around it they hated it they hated the art that was one of a kind because that's not that's anti-socialist anti-communist um so once cinema came they adored it and were big fans of it because there there wasn't one film like there wasn't the original film ah. it was massively produced it was an experience it was no. it was it was projected i'm talking yeah i'm talking though about the actual yeah. Um, the actual material mm -hmm. of the creation. In the Mona Lisa, you have one Mona Lisa, right? Yeah. There will never be another one. Yeah. Whereas in film, there is no one real, the original real. Like, they are all the same. Mm -hmm. So that's the most... And then they loved it. And I, I it reminds me that because it, it relates to that in some sense. Because when you burn the art, um, you also make that kind of a point of, of, of the art that has uh like a, a clock on its head and uh and and you get to experience it for a very yeah but so it's also it's also the opposite in a sense like it also has the conflicting side in the sense that it's it's um movies are 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 recording things for for fu for the future for eternity meaning, yeah exactly you're yeah. you're taking a moment and you're you're making it eternal yeah yeah. So it's interesting the presence of of space and time in art, and I think it's it deals a lot about because there's also the space element because like the the famous right correct me if I'm wrong the famous pieces of art like there is the size element and mm -hmm. the awe element in the art that is being made at the festival, right? Yeah. So yeah, people don't see when you nod, <laughs> so you need to reply. Um, oh, I'm not recorded. No, they you can't are. see me. <laughs> they, they they can't see you. Um, so oh, it's only audio. Yeah. Ah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't you say so? <laughs> and you got makeup and everything. Yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I think it's interesting and it gives art like a very different angle. Yeah. It's interesting that you mentioned cinema because cinema is something, especially in today's world, it's something that um. I sorry, but I forgot your names. <laughs> Eitan no, and, and Eitan. Okay. Like Eitan said, um, it's something that is um, for generations to come. It's documented. It's there. So today we live in a world where most of the things that we write and say are there forever. 
So you said something on Facebook or on wherever it, it's there, and you take a lot of pictures. Um, you know, there's a study about how today so many pictures are being taken, like with no proportions to everything. And I think one of the one of the nicest things to me about burn events is basically where you go and you disconnect from all of that, and it's it's that moment, it's that specific experience in time that happens. And it won't happen again. Uh-huh. So last Midburn was Midburn 2016. This Midburn would be different. And mm-hmm. it would be different every year. And that's one of the nicest things to me. Right. Um, the once-in-a-lifetime element. Yeah. The the once. It, it will never repeat. Yeah. Um, which, which you don't get in art at all when you think about it. So that's the unique, like, I guess... Um, perspective that these events give to art. Yeah, because um, we live in a capitalistic world, which is fine. I mean, I'm all for capitalism, uh, and to make art to to for an artist to make a living. So um, doing something that is uh, limited by time is not economic, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if you want to do something that is uh, limited by time, well, then you have to basically build a big ass installation and then burn it so they have these <laughs> now like I, they have these artists that try to reconcile i think these two things but it's kind of silly because in the end you are recording it but they have these pieces these works of art that you see on facebook now which are like temporary with like like art in like water with dye and they, mm-hmm. they make a, mm-hmm. a, a work of art with dye and then it kind of they di- it dissipates and it disappears. But they've recorded it and they're sharing it on Facebook. So yeah. it is recorded for post. So it, it kind of like I feel like it's the cheap version of what you guys are doing. Right. And even the cheaper version, when you think about it, is Snapchat. Yeah. <laughs> like I can tell uh, I from the I picture you sent me yesterday. I, I don't oh, know if God. I call that art. but I still see it when I close my eyes. <laughs> That's not for. If the I public, were you, I, I would audience. hide after comparing Burning Man and Burn Culture to Snapchat. <laughs> <laughs> why, why? I see a PhD a there, basically. Um, okay, I but, see a mob outside your door. <laughs> <laughs> but also, let's let's concentrate for a second on the the element of the gift culture, right? Because when I go to the to the camp to the Burning Man site, I don't bring in phone, right? Or do you, I? You can bring I, a phone. Um, in Israel, you can use it, but uh, I would highly recommend against it. Okay, and you and a wallet. Wait, why? You'll get like just like from the experience uh, perspective, or from like uh, people will like to yell me, at you. To me personally, no, people won't yell ah, at okay. you. But okay, to okay. me personally, uh, seeing someone at Midburn or at Burning Man in the last few years, because last year is Burning Man, you didn't have any cell reception, and now you you do. Um, walking uh, with their faces in their phones, um, mm-hmm. it's kind of like uh, why are you doing here? it wrong? It's a turn off. <laughs> yeah. It's just a turn off. Yeah. yeah, you have all the rest of the year to go and 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 use Facebook and all the other things on your phone. And I use it too. I like it, but during these five six days, just leave it alone yeah. and experience the moment, like Carpe Diem. Yeah. Yeah. So you, but you're kind of disconnecting totally. The idea is to disconnect, is to disconnect from, well, it's funny that we call it disconnect because it's not, I mean, you're, you're connecting, but you're disconnecting from, from disconnecting, from modern disconnecting in order to connect. Yeah. 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 To me, to me, that is the main thing about, uh, burn culture, the, the connection, the immediate connection that forms between 
between two strangers. You can meet a person and then have a, a small conversation and then you're best friends for the entire day. You hang out for like seven, eight hours and, and do all kinds of things. And then after that, you separate and you can never see that person again. And because that you is can't that add is them on Facebook. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of it's funny because I guess then the connections and the friendships are also, in a sense, burned at the end of the at the end of the. Not event. necessarily though, you know. I mean, you could try and find them, but it's. Yeah. I mean, it's eight. Well, how big is Burning Man here in Israel? Midburn. Midburn. Uh, sorry. Midburn was uh, eight thousand people last year, and this year yeah. is going to be about ten thousand people. So, wow, that's a huge growth. Uh, Many yeah. of them, interestingly enough, are. Tourists, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Who come all the way, all the way from wherever to participate in the Israeli Burning Man? Well, it's the third largest in the world. Yeah, last year yeah. we had about seven hundred uh, people from abroad, and this year we're expecting about one uh, thousand. That is by itself amazing, I think. Um, yeah, because because it's very. It's relatively big and it's very close to Europe. So yeah. it's a phenomenon why in Israel it became so big because there's, for example, there is an event, um, a regional event in Spain called Nowhere, and they exist for about 12 years, and they're the same size for uh, 12 years, like um, 2,000 people. Mm. And one of the reasons is that also they didn't want to grow, but also the demand wasn't that high. So last, yeah. last year was the first year that they sold out within like an hour. Yeah. And Midburn um, is uh, from the second event was sold out in a matter of minutes. Yeah, because you know, I think one of the explanations is they say like the specialists say what's, what's, what's good about Israel is we're adopters. Like the Israeli society is, is, is a society of adapt, adapters. Adapt Adop, adopt? Adopters. 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 Oh, okay. Because we adopt technology mm-hmm. and we adopt um, trends and, and we ad- adopt cultures or, 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 I don't know, concepts like this one. Like, it's like fire. It spreads like fire. Mm-hmm. So I think that's maybe part of the... Expo- But I want to you... go back to, to the gifts because I don't think it was clear enough. So you don't get in you do, there's nothing to do with the wallet you, you can do nothing with the wallet when you're in no right the only the only things you can buy um, at midburn is ice which is for uh, um, food uh, keeping purposes mm-hmm. um, and besides that there is no commerce so you can't buy food you can't buy water you have to bring everything if it's shelter um, like I said food water uh, everything you need to survive in a harsh environment for five days mm-hmm And all the rest of the things that you receive are gifts and um, and and gift a gift is something that we're not quite used to because a gift is um, giving something to someone without expecting something in return mm-hmm. so um, yeah like Bibi God exactly <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly the same sorry thing. I had yeah. to <laughs> but no Bibi Bibi is a uh, loyal burner yeah he gets gift and he doesn't Except to give expect, expect to give nothing to in return exactly. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah but uh, okay but it's it's not it's bigger than just give Wait, giving what because is... it's the gift it's a gift economy you yeah. call it explain you're that. bringing food and water so you're bringing the basic necessities yeah you have one of the um, principles is basically the principles the ten principles are like kind of um, they're woven in together so one of the principles say radical self-reliance bring everything you need to survive and 
in a harsh desert environment for these like five, six, whatever days. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the reasons to me that that principle exists is also to accommodate the principle of gifting. Mm-hmm. So bring everything you need. Don't rely on other people. And also give gifts to other people. Mm-hmm. And a gift economy, if I were to like explain it in a nutshell, is um, you need you need something like you need item A, I have item A, so there you go, have it. And out of the um, the logic that later on um, another person would need item B and you would have item B and you'll give them item B. Like what's the is... nicest gift that you got? Um, wow, the nicest gift that I got. Actually, um, I don't know if, if it's the nicest, but it's the most interesting gift because the gift is not... Uh, necessarily something that is material so in burning man there is um, a moving bar basically it's a bar built on a truck Um, it just floats and then it's called the yum yum bar it's a bar of tastes so you step out the bar and you tell the bartender um, I want to taste so-and-so so so I um, got there several times the first time I asked for a steak so he tells you to close your eyes and then he puts all kinds of uh, seasoning and flavoring in your mouth and you taste steak. And then in the second time, I asked for purple. And he, he told me to close my eyes and he squirted something in my mouth. It was, it was purple. Uh, <laughs> I can't describe it. Um, I was not under the influence of anything. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was purple. It was purple, yeah. Anything natural. What 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 I mean? What do you know? What he what he squirted? I have no idea. It's okay. syrup of, of of some sort. Uh, but in your mind, it was purple. It was purple, yeah. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's a I gift. Think, yeah, I think I can. Yeah. I think I can imagine what purple is. Yeah. To me, it's yeah. just like Pepto Bismol. I guess that's uh, pink. Grape syrup. Grape syrup. Yeah. yeah. That's probably okay. what I would expect. So, uh, Itamar, um, as part of this podcast, we try to bring uh, to our audience the best indie English Israeli music because we have so many amazing artists as the Burning Man community here knows because many of them are part of the community here, Mid-burn by the way. Community. Midburn, sorry. Um, so, Probably a struggle for you guys. Yeah, yeah. The conflict of names. Well, it's always a struggle because uh, we're going to play the song in a while. Don't, sure, don't worry. Sure, sure. <laughs> it's always a struggle because... One of the things is also to develop your own kind of identity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and not necessarily do a copy-paste kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you bring you you build your own brand in a sense. Um, yeah. Um, Bringing I, a very capitalist term to a very... <laughs> sorry. Like, yeah, yeah, people don't like referring it as to a brand, but I guess you can refer it to a brand. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're building our own kind of identity and yeah. thing. Uh, if it's the language, if it's the um, how to translate the ten principles, there are a lot of factors in that thing, and uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting that way. Okay, so Midburn. Um, uh, so okay, so uh, indie music Engl- in English, Israeli artists, amazing scene here, and we try to bring you guys the best of the best. And this week, I, I, I you know, I, we're so lucky to have a new artist, uh, upcoming artist. Her name is simply Ziv. She was, amazingly enough, declared just recently by Vogue magazine, no more, no less than Vogue magazine, as, and I quote, the most sexually liberated new voice of 2016. 
What that... do you say about that? Wow. Well, and Eitan almost made it to the second place, but then... But then they heard my voice. <laughs> but then they heard his <laughs> voice. So Zeev has a new EP. It's called Smoke To, Make Love To, Fall Into. And from that, we'll play you an amazing song called Soft and Clear. Enjoy. sexually liberated new voice of 2016 by Vogue magazine like molasses uh, <laughs> sorry it's like molasses what Mo is mo molasses is like a uh, syrup that comes from trees like molasses. maple syrup like maple Can, couldn't you say maple syrup no molasses so it just sounds sophisticated yeah and also it's just fun it to say yeah. molasses right right so um it sounds dirty so ziv uh, she has sexually liberated guys guys yeah. let me plug sorry, ziv here sorry, come on sorry so ziv has the new ep it's available in itunes and spotify go grab it it's beautiful and amazing um and i just wanted to say that the song it reminds me like i I thought what it sounds like, I know maybe artists don't like to to hear what they sound like, but it reminded me like Marvin Gaye. Mm -hmm. It's like the female 2016 version of Marvin Gaye, yeah. like what's going on? Slow jazz. Slow jazzy and the sound and and the way the melody floats. By the way, she writes and composes and she's like a beat maker and she does all the this the sampling of the music. Oh, really? Yeah, it's amazing. So, Ziv, wow. thank you and uh, it's beautiful. Um So there are three things I want to cover. Hard labor, sex, and cult, yes or no. So let's start with hard labor. Because 
so organized. Be- <laughs> because <laughs> no, because uh, the, you know that this should be the sexy half an hour of half an hour. So because hard work, because the the Burning Man doesn't start when the Midburn doesn't start when on the date of the festival. People work on it the entire year, correct? Yeah. People. Why um, is that, and what do, why what there is there to be done? Wow. Um, what is there to be done? Well, a lot first. Um, so Midburn has 30 different departments from the department that builds the city to the department that runs the gates of the city, um, uh, the department that, um, that we have a... But what does it mean? Be- I don't think people realize. What does it mean build a city? I mean, I, l- be okay. specific. So let's begin from the beginning. Midburn is a city. It's, okay. a si- it's not a festival. It's a city um, with its own hospital, um, with its own uh, arts and culture center. Um, and it, they ha- it has a neighborhood, neighborhoods. It has street addresses. Um, and you build basically a temporary city in the middle of the desert. So that thing, this whole feat requires a lot of work. Now, one of the core uh, principles is participation and uh, volunteering. So um, there are currently at this moment four people working um, at paid positions uh, in the uh, and the nonprofit that is Midburn, and all the rest of the organizations, so department heads and leads and, and team leaders, are uh, volunteers who um, who invest uh, hours and tens of hours of the time per week. Um, to do this thing called Midburn. Um, we have about 300 people this year working uh, year-round. And during the event, we have about um, 1,500 volunteers uh, working to operate the event itself. Uh, as I said, if it's uh, monitoring the people going in the city, making sure they have tickets and they are uh, well-informed. Um, for example, we have a department which is called the Nomads Department, and they're sort of a third-party medium um, that is uh, there to mediate any tensions that arise and to keep the the safety and well-being of participants. Uh, some Higher p- court of Midburn. Say again? Like the court of Midburn. Not the court, more like um, more like a mediator. Yeah, yeah. Um, because the court, a court has authority. Yeah. So the nomad has no authority other than the one it can gain from the people that are standing in front of him. Right. That are right now engaged in a conflict or uh, Which an happens? argument. Yeah, it happens if a camp uh, blasts its uh, deep house tracks uh, at 3 a.m. Um, and another camp wants to sleep, so uh-huh. there's a conflict. If uh, someone is uh, walking around, maybe harassing another participant, it happens. If It happens because... Because boundaries are not quite clear. It's confusing. Have you ever kicked someone out? Um, to this day, no. Um, and I also hope we don't have to. But um, so Most people respect kind of the authority of these nomads. Again, it's not, it's not the kind of authority. It's the kind of... Um, mediation. It's mediation because you, they have no authority. They respect the decision. Um, there's also no decision. It's, there is also it's a no process. Decision. Yeah, it's ah, a decision. Okay. It's, Stop okay, being how do you so see? westernized, American. <laughs> I'm trying to liberate American. my mind, but I am struggling. So give me time. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, it's, it's mediation. It's how do you how do you see the things? Yeah. How you see things? 
and trying to resolve the situation. Okay. So you're um, trying to get the two parties to come to a to come resolution. to a resolution together. Yeah. Not not dictating. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's mind blowing, huh? It's, no, it's. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it is. So there is indeed a lot of work uh, being put into this into this project year round. Um, and the reason to me that people um, are so committed is because um, Midburn is a transformational event. It's uh, like it, life changing. Ch what do you mean? Um, I think life changing, not life changing in the way of like poof, an explosion, but you go and you kind of uh, see things in a different way. Mm -hmm. So for me, uh, after Burning Man 2006, which was my first time at Burning Man, I said to myself, okay, you need to smile to strangers on the street more. You need to do that. Because in Burning Man, you just go around and people smile at you and it feels great. Strangers. And you're like, wow, they're strangers and they're smiling at me. Why? Um, so but that's... In Tel Aviv, you probably get like a lot of angry looks when you smile at random people. Every, but everybody here is so upset. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, everyone is very tense. It's yeah, very, yeah, yeah. If you smile to a woman in the street, you get slapped <laughs> and then arrested. So you didn't, you didn't find it struggling to adapt your way of life at Burning Man to the outside world? Well, there's, there's a big, big gap. Yeah. No doubt about it. But that's one of the things that in, in Burning Man or in Midburn, you kind of practice a lot of things it mm -hmm. gives you inspiration um to maybe do big changes or maybe small changes in your life so for me it was okay you should smile more uh for other people it was like okay i came back from midburn and i decided to quit my job and pursue my long life dream of whatever um so but it, I, when i asked you i i, I also wanted to talk about the, like if we take the noah's, noah's ark the monument which they built and you told us about. So, what? It's not that they come and they spontaneously build it, right? Oh no no no. So that's what that I that's where I want to lead us. They they plan for um, months on end and invest a lot of time in fundraising, in planning, in uh, getting people to their build crew, and um, of course. Uh, communicating with us, with the Midburn Art Department, and uh, they need to comply with uh, safety regulations and receive a construction uh, um, authorization by an engineer. Really? Yeah. And, and in many cases, do they actually build it just to test it beforehand? Or at um, least parts of it? Because I saw a news article that showed uh, like a huge yard in Tel Aviv where someone was practicing on building the installation that will later like he, he actually built it in order to this to this um, this to disassemble it assemble it, it again yeah uh well they don't have to but um but yeah i guess the more uh the more anal retentive our teams uh, do it and it it pays off because um you can never know what happens in in the middle of the desert uh if you don't have the proper tool if you don't think of something and then you have nowhere to get it from right um so yeah cool. people plan ahead and invest an enormous amount of resources yeah. whether if it's financial yeah. resources time uh like tens of thousands of shekels such yeah. a thing can yeah, yeah. be how do, how do people get there cars train walk yeah some people most of the people come by car some people arrange uh buses mm -hmm. um people come in uh in rvs as well caravans oh, okay. no one comes on a sandworm sorry that was a dune reference not yet is it is it uh is it so remote 
that like it's difficult to get there or i mean like if you you're stuck there without a car you got there by bus the bus left i don't know you can you walk to a nearby city no um you can walk to sdeboker but it will take you about 45 minutes 50 mm-hmm. minutes um it's inside the desert um about three kilometers in so mm. um and you had any problems like with authorities in the past uh well yeah we had a big crisis in 2015 so basically in 2015 um while we were at the site starting uh, construction and setup uh we received a, a cease and desist warrant from the police saying okay um You can't continue stop all work until we figure things out um, because this event is it was very hard to to comprehend by a lot of the authorities today the, right. the situation is different uh, and the the police the Dimona police which I can't uh, thank enough and state them for their wonderful cooperation and relations um, we have finally the Dimona police get there <laughs> some recognition. <laughs> They do, and it's funny, but it's very interesting because if I spoke about the nomads before, uh-huh. so the nomads are a force of volunteers. Now, 2015, uh, the police were reluctant to, to let us have the event, uh-huh. and we'll continue and go back to that in just one second. 2016, uh, in one of the, uh, the documents that they submitted to us, The police actually uh, referred to the nomads as like they, they saw them as a legitimate uh, um, uh, force to be reckoned with mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the nomads they said the nomads will keep the well-being of participants and and that's that's a very very big achievement mm-hmm. in our eyes mm-hmm. that you uh, okay. start to get the police speaking in your language uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and now you collaborate with the Ministry of Tra- of the tourism no? I thought the midburn was w- works together with the Ministry of Tourism, so I mean you kind of you well last year we had several like contact with Ministry of Tourism uh and they helped us bring uh, um reporters foreign reporters but uh-huh. um it's but it's not very... an official like uh collaboration it's not official relationship like no. between uh, no, okay. not yet. Um, but then so how did you solve the the crisis um so basically we're um in setup. Uh, cease and desist warrant we couldn't do any work uh, and it was this entire uh, an endeavor by the whole community to uh, submit letters saying that the midburn event is uh, something uh, letters from different participants in the community so um, so the police would understand who the people that are coming it's not just naked hippies in the desert it's doctors it's lawyers it's uh, entrepreneurs. Um, and in the end um, we we reached the um, commander of the district uh, which said okay you'll have the event and you'll have the event with no paid police so usually in events in Israel yeah, you pay, pay for police officers to attend the event and he said and it was the first event in the history of Israel that had no paid police the first um, kind of event festival um, right um, quote unquote um, and okay now let's briefly uh, touch sex 
Um, You're just waiting the entire I'm not, episode. I'm not to sure. Say that. It's just the point of our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> we just met. Oh, it's it's already late for me. <laughs> uh, I'm used. Uh, never mind. Um, but I, I I mean there is there there's got to be a stigma about it. I mean you mentioned it earlier, but there is this sort of it's not just sex. I'm sure it, it touches on a, a bunch of different aspects: sex, drugs. Whatever it is, rock and but roll. There's rock and roll, but there is a stigma that goes along with Burning Man. I, do you? Do you guys? Are you guys constantly battling that? Like, do you find it like kind of like a, like something? I mean, you, you talked about your relationship with the police, so maybe I don't know. Maybe it come into play. It came into play there. Well, there is always a stigma. It's a, a stigma. It's something that people like to talk about because it's a very. Uh, interesting it's a very people are very curious about it about sexuality and sexuality in our, in our society is basically a taboo you're not supposed to talk about it mm-hmm. um, so let's talk about it so let's talk about it so um there, think, are there orgies uh i think so yeah <laughs> we have, is there nudism we have a camp called the free love camp mm-hmm. and they have a space uh of uh, of sexuality where you can uh, enter in couples or more and do whatever you want. Okay. When when are tickets going on sale? <laughs> <laughs> now I th- I think sexuality. You have my apartment, Eitan. Why do you need the? Um, no, okay. And nudism. Nudism is prohibited. So uh, really, no. According to regulations, yeah. So no all pricks. No um, full no full nudity. But in Burning Man in the States, uh, there is nudity. In the States, there are naked people, yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. I think, in general, the term of sexuality... It... Can I say pricks? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. You can say it. Yeah, it's a prick. <laughs> um, so I think the term of sexuality in Burning Man or Midburn context is... It receives a lot of expression because people feel free. So um, with the freedom to go and experience whatever you want, you want to experience new things. And yeah, sexuality is one of them. Um, No doubt it's one of the interesting topics that people like to talk about. But if I uh, analyze and quantify the amount of content, I'm sorry, in happening in Midburn, so sexuality is definitely there. It's not the better part of Midburn. Right, Mm right, right. but yeah, it's it's there. It if, if, if that's what you're looking for at Midburn for sex and partying, you'll find it. If uh, you're looking for uh, workshops and self-improvement courses, you'll find them. If right. you're looking for dance parties, you'll find it's them. It's kind of like... If you, I'm looking you... for BB voters, I won't th- find them. <laughs> it, uh, I think you will. <laughs> okay. It's kind of like you referred to, to it earlier. I mean, Midburn is a, is a city. So in the same sense, I mean, if you're looking for sex and drugs and rock and roll in Tel Aviv, you'll find it. If you're looking to work in a startup, you'll find it. And if you're looking to act and dance, you'll find it. Precisely. You, you're getting a gold star. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Whereas, you listen during class. But do you actually have a gold star? Because if you don't, I'm going to be very disappointed. <laughs> okay. So last but not least, to me, it's the most interesting subject. And when I my fr- mutual friend, Sharon, who, through whom... I got to know this culture. Um, we've had long discussion about discussions about that. Is the question because I think to many people, mainly like more senior people, people like our parents, when they hear this episode, they think cult. And I was always like, I've been thinking about that a lot. Is it a cult? If no, if not, why not? Um, because when you think of it, it has cult. No, it doesn't. It ha- it does. There's though. no secrecy. 
look, he is a, a bit mild. Okay. But when you talk to like a bit more uh, extremist burner, uh-huh. they will talk like they take those principles and they live by them in a semi-culty, like, you know what I'm saying? Let's, let's, okay. So um, the question of, it's actually funny to me because the question of, of is it a cult always arises like, you're cold you're cold right you're doing all kinds of stuff um <laughs> i i haven't actually um looked up the, the, the dictionary the definition of of cult um but i think that like Ethan said uh, one of them it's secrecy and there's no element of secrecy here it's like this is what we do it's not like scientology is like uh right pay us and then you'll get to the seventh dimension of <laughs> voltor or something like that I <laughs> well know. you're not there yet Let's yeah just say well um so so that I don't think Midburn is a cult. As to um, people that are uh, very um, uh, zealous or zealous, zealous, to, zealous yes. to the Ten Principles, well, yeah, um, I understand them because when you go there, um, you experience a kind of uh, like inspirational explosion in your mind, and then you're like, "Whoa, what did I just experience? It was wonderful. I want to learn more about it." And how do I? G- go back to normal life after being here yeah and you have the midburn post midburn blues of, of how can i how can i do it also after midburn we have another event called the decompression which is a term borrowed from scuba diving yeah. so you have to decompress because you don't go up to the surface all at once yeah so they they they, they learn and they go to the 10 principles and it's very important they're very passionate about it um and and they also um, feel very protective of it. Um, I think it's also one of the... Um, it's a very Israeli kind of mentality. We're very suspicious towards each other. So when someone comes and asks you, are you cold? So what is this festival? <laughs> um, What's the it, juice you're drinking? Yeah, it's like it's it's like trigger points. And then people yeah. are like, no, it's not a cult. We're not a festival. You don't understand what you're talking about. Um that's my interpretation that's right. how i see things there's also i mean cults i i i think are or have a sort of pyramid scheme in the sense that there's generally it's very much leader oriented you that's always have thing, a yeah. leader at the head of the cult right. and this harvey guy is he i mean is he still prevalent in the in the red burn in the burning man and the burn culture sit on a throne or something in the it's not like Harvey sits on a throne and people come and worship <laughs> and offer gifts to him. Well, Larry Harvey is, yeah, he's still uh, definitely uh, there. He's um, the chief philosophical officer of the Burning Man organization. So he, w- w- his part in the organization is developing the philosophy. Not the best title. Um, well, it's a bit it, intimidating. In the term of Burning Man or, or burn culture, it is something that's very important. The philosophy, the yeah. why we do things or what questions should we ask. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's still there. I'm, no. I'm not saying anything. No, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, okay, that uh, one point for culty, yeah. <laughs> cultiness. But no, no but I, I think uh, that... You're, you're right, though, that when I read, I read a discussion about whether um, Burning Man is a cult or not, which I invite people to, to read. It's, it's good discussion. Um, <laughs> Sounds One of the biggest, like, there are definitions, like professional definitions, and, and no doubt that the, the fact that they have no uh, leader, it's that that's definitely makes them not cult. But I, I do think there are cult 
you say cultural elements? No. No, culty. Culty elements. There are, I mean, to me. Well, then there are culty elements in everything you study yeah. in cinema. Uh, so think about the people that studied with you. Um, like the oh, I don't want to. The kind of the kind of weird, creepy ones that knew how to recite every director and every uh, element of of cinematic quality in every movie. But you see, that's a that's a classic. Sp- someone in a cult answer. <laughs> no, it, no, I think I think that you exactly pinpointed it in your in your mistaken use of the word culture. There's a it, uh, semantically there's a connection, and there is a connection. Cults are an iteration of society and and groups of people. You're you're gonna have values, and you're gonna have a chief philosophy officer, and I mean that's those are things that you have in when all I society. Hear chief philosophy officer, I get the shivers. Why? I get the shivers. It's uh, it's fascist. What is the difference between that and a policymaker in why government? Is it, why is it fascist? I don't know. It uh, it brings like it reminds me the title of, of Gables, of, of, not of Gables, of Hubbard. Hubbard. What's Ron, his name? L. Ron, Hubbard. Ron Hubbard. But well, I guess it's a it's an open dis- discussion. We won't solve it here. I, I'm I disagree because Ron L. Hubbard, you have to follow and abide by his philosophy, and the um. If you'll go to the Burning Man website, journal.website.com, uh, you'll see all kinds of discussions. It's not, this is how you do it. It's basically a lot of articles raising questions about our culture. So it's not like uh, in, in the fascist sort of, but you know, this I'm is what you do. I'm sorry for being an ass, but, but when, you, when you talk to, to me also Chabad is a cult, for example. Okay, so also Chabad, if you go to the Chabad website, you'll see many articles, but... Okay, well, we, we want you see many articles who who ask the questions and and self doubt, but always the end in the end of the of the questions in the end of, there's the ideology that you don't have to to embrace, but but also, embrace it. Also, I'll say that that Midburn is and Burning Man in general is the one big difference is also it's a momentary thing. It's not like it's a it's it, I don't think it claims to be does it claim to be a lifestyle or does it claim to be kind of a way of living for this one week? Um, to me, it's um, it's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. It's not. But you don't. There are no rules. You don't have to do this and that. And yeah. uh, as to the uh, comparison to Chabad, agree with me that the diversity of different people in Chabad is not the same as the diversity you'll find if you look at the Midburn community. That's why it's very hard for me to classify it as a cult. Right. Um, I think that... Um, sorry, my string of mind kind of... That's fine. We me. need to finish anyway, but okay. uh, we ju- let's just agree to disagree. I'm not, I'm not saying that. I'm, I, I'm raising the question. I agree with question. him for the record. For the record, fine by me. You have a very conservative, like I uh, am. Like, I am a very conservative and old-fashioned. No, but uh, I'm saying like specifically with your definition of cult. No, also I I couldn't uh, agree more than to agree to disagree, and it's fine because people uh, have different views and different things. Sure. Um, and I'm I'm gonna say something that will probably kind kind of kind of pull your trigger. Okay. But you, you kind of probably have to go there and experience it. You haven't been to Midburn yet, right? Nope. So you probably have to go there and we then do, maybe it would We should do a two a nice Jewish boys episode at Midburn. Naked. That would be interesting. That would be. Yeah. 
but, can you but bring... then you have to be naked. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> can we bring technology? You can bring technology. You can yeah. bring technology. You would also have to clean it from all the dust after. Yeah. Okay. okay. <gasps> Itamar, thank you so much. Thank it was you. a pleasure. We, we learned a lot, right, Eitan? Yeah. It, no, thank you. Guys. It was yeah. fun. And uh, I guess, uh, Eitan, I'll see you next week, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. Okay. Bye. <laughs>